It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. All right, so we're going to do this two ways. We're going to get to the best of the best, which is San Francisco and Jacksonville. And then we have to have a conversation about the New York football giants, and I'm going to manifest something. Uh, and then we'll get Boomer's power ranking. So with that, let's cover what we think is the best game of the week. Best of the best. This week's best of the best. San Francisco off a of bye as three-point favorites in Duval. Boomer, where do we go with this game? Well, I think it really comes down to health, first and foremost, for the 49ers. And I haven't seen anything where anybody's going to be missing. I'm assuming that they're going to have Debo Samuel back uh, for this game. And I would think that it's been a long couple weeks for Brock Purdy. He's uh, They're in the middle of a three-game losing streak. They did trade for Chase Young, which I love uh, that they did because, you know, John uh, Lynch shows you again that he's got the pulse of his team and he knows exactly what to do and how to find somebody. So they bring in Chase Young this year. Last year, of course, it was Christian McCaffrey. And they their pass rush hasn't been as good as we all thought it was going to be. As a matter of fact, it's terrible. Yeah, especially against the Bengals. The Bengals blocked them up and ran the ball and threw the ball at will. And I think they really felt like they had to go out and get a difference maker. And I think the reputation that Chase had in Washington was that he was a little bit more of a freestyle player that was trying to get sacks as opposed to staying home for the run. I think he's going to be jazzed up being a part of this defense. I think he'll follow suit. I think he'll be coachable. And he'll try to make a name for himself because he's going to want that big contract that Montez Sweat just signed with the Bears, which may have been the dumbest contract that I've seen in a long time, by the way. So I, I, that's, what, that, that's what I'm saying is, like, you could have signed him in the offseason to that contract. Why would you give up second-round capital? I mean, they paid him, I, I think, almost as much, if not more, than Miles uh, Garrett. Garrett. It's ridiculous. I, I don't I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't. But then I, again, you tell yourself it's the Bears. This I'm, is what they do. I don't understand it either. So, I uh, to go back to this game, though, but the San Francisco team, I think, is going to be locked and loaded. I think they could be ready to roll. And this is a really good test for, one, Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson to find out exactly just how good they really are. I do like San Francisco to win the game here. I think that they are uh, going to be one of the better teams in the NFC when it's all over, said, and done. And their hiccup is now behind them. Eileen, li- listen. Three points at home with a team that we believe is going to be a dangerous playoff team, a a team that can win a playoff game. The Niners, everything you said is right. I mean, Chase Young is going to help them. Is he going to help them right now? And I still look at it, and this is the mistake I think a lot of people make. You know, like fans will scream about, well, you know, the coverage stinks or or, or the pass rush isn't where – they're directly related. The reason the Niners' coverage and the, it doesn't look nearly as good is because they're not getting home up front. It works together. It's, it's, it has to be this symbiotic relationship. I don't know that you fix all that in one week. And with Jacksonville, I, I, I love them at home. I'm going to take the three points here. I, I, I don't know why I'm doing this because everything Boomer says is right. <laughs> but I just – you know I have my doubts about Purdy. I guess we're going to put some of that to the test. And I, I think the Jags are rounding into form here. So I, I'll go Jacksonville. You're going to lay the three? I am correct? going to lay I'm going to, I'm, Yeah, I'm going to take the 49ers right, and lay we'll the three. We'll go opposites. But, but think about this. The last time you know we saw San Francisco win, that was the Dallas game when they smashed the Dallas Cowboys. They went on that three-game losing streak that started with that loss in Cleveland. That loss in Cleveland wouldn't be on their, uh, on their record if – a field goal kicker could just kick a field goal. They should have won. Brock Purdy brought them 
down the field late in the game to win the game, and they misses the, the field goal. So uh, I would just say that this is a spot where I think the 49ers are rested. This is a reset spot, and Brock Purdy will have a big game here. Uh, they were they were averaging well over 30 points a game the first six games of the five games of the season, and then all of a sudden these last three games, unfortunately their offense fell off a little bit, and I think that's because of uh, the loss of Trent Brown and Debo Samuel. I think both players should be back for this game. All right, I'm gonna I want to bring up the Giants, and I'll stay away from the malpractice because it's a waste of time. I, I Dayball has done so much bad this year. I, I it's hey, here's an idea. I got a guy in a neck brace. Let's run the tush push. Mm. We'll leave that alone. But Daniel Jones ACL done for the year. The bigger questions are all right, Boomer Giants. A you you must you must have an eye on draft status. You must find a way to be in this top five. If they end up in the top five of this draft, where we think there could be as many as three quarterbacks taken, Boomer, are they taking a QB? I think they, they have will to, be. Right? I, yeah, I think they will be. And as a matter of fact, Joe Shane and all of the scouts were out there at the Washington USC game. You know, they're looking at other players too, but I'm sure that they wanted to get an up close and personal look at both Caleb Williams and Michael Penix. So I think both of those guys are going to be top ten picks without question. I still think Caleb Williams is going to be the Number one pick overall, maybe the Giants end up trading for it if, in fact, Arizona still uh, holds on to it. But right now, as we speak, the Giants have the fourth overall pick. There will be somebody there of significance. You know, could it be Quinn Ewers? Could it be Michael Penix? Could it be Drake May? I don't think Drake May is going to be there because I think that the Chicago Bears, they have two draft picks right now, number two and number three. Remember, they do have the Carolina pick from last year's trade, so Carolina could Mm -hmm. go get Bryce Young. So the Bears are not – passing over Caleb Williams. I can tell you, as a matter of fact, if the Cardinals uh, hadn't given Kyler Murray the contract that they give him, uh, that they gave him, I think that they'd be tripping over themselves trying to get the number one in the draft so they could draft Caleb Williams. That's how special this player is. How much do you think Jones? And and again, I'm obviously it will cost the giants a lot of money to get out of this deal after next year. It's something like, I don't know, $40 million or whatever it is. You can't do it this year. Unless I was reading the cap table wrong, it would cost them like $68 million. So Jones will be here, but how much does this upset the plan that Shane and Dayball had? Because, Boomer, I don't think a rookie was ever a part of it. They, they thought they found their QB, and you know what's going to happen. They're going to draft a rookie. They're going to be bad. You know, how how much does this change what the plans were? If Drake May and Caleb Williams are as good as everybody believes them to be, then you have to take them. You have to take them, and then you just got to deal with it and deal with all the losing that comes along with it in the beginning, kind of like what Carolina's going through right now. Houston, not so much because their quarterback has probably outplayed what everybody thought he was going to be. So I, I think that if you're the Giants, you want to excite your fan base. You can't bring back Daniel Jones if you have an opportunity to draft one of these two kids. I, both of these kids are going to be talked about incessantly over the next eight months until we get to that draft. So, look, the, the Giants have tried to do the right thing. Daniel Jones was a flatliner coming into this year. He was not playing great at all. Uh, people want to you know, make, give excuses, make, uh, you know, make excuses for him. At the end of the day, when you get paid that much money, you're getting paid to camouflage where all the weaknesses are, and I don't think he's capable of doing that, Mike, and that's just the honest truth. So, No, I, listen, there's no disagreement. This could end up being a blessing. I just think fans have to get their mindset right. Like, you, you can't go after – look, as much as I think Dayball's done a lousy job with certain things this year, you draft a rookie, you don't get to sit here and go, oh, well, Dayball's got to be fired. Like, you can't have this carousel. 
if you bottom out and you're taking a rookie, you're losing 10 games, minimum. So as long as Giants – and look, I am a Giants fan. you got to understand what you're getting into here now. I don't care who the rookie is. And that, look, that brings me to the last piece. And I don't put too much into it, but I don't ignore it. Caleb is different than nine out of – every decade you get one of these QBs. One guy that comes in with this type of hype, this type of rep, a guy who could have left school a year even earlier and been number one. It has been an incessant whisper. His camp is going to raise holy hell if they don't like who's got that number one pick. Well, I hope is they there don't do any, that. I hope they hold don't on, do that. Hold on, wait a minute. For my sake, for your friend Mikey, yes, you do. We need Caleb in New York. I need to manifest it. Bright lights, <laughs> big city, L.A. to NYC. Come on. Who the hell wants to go play for the Bears? Nobody. Come uh, on, buddy. You know what the for interesting me. thing is, is you are taking a page right out of Aaron Rodgers' book where you want to manifest this thing. I, you know, I hope it happens uh, for you because I'm getting tired of having to kind of talk you off the ledge every Sunday. Uh, They're but terrible. What I, do you want? I know, but here's the thing. Um, for the Giants – Right now, they are they're they're in a bad spot, and it's so bad that I believe. And we were talking about this on WFAN this week that if they didn't have the number one spot, and let's say the Arizona Cardinals do, and they are married to Kyler Murray for whatever reason, yep. um, I would make an offer to the Arizona Cardinals, much like the Carolina Panthers did to the Chicago Bears last year. Now, in order to go up from where the Bears were. I think they were, what, four or five, I think, last year? Sounds right, yeah. Somewhere, somewhere. I think they were a top ten. So they, they traded that number one pick, another number one pick, which is this year's pick, which is a very valuable pick, obviously, two number twos, and DJ Moore, a very good top-end wide receiver. So if you were the Giants and you were sitting there, let's say, at number four or number five, because you couldn't get past the Bears, the Carolina Panthers, and the Arizona Cardinals, would you offer two number ones, two number twos, and Dexter Lawrence? You're asking me? Yep. Yeah, because this has got to stop. It's got to stop. And, it, and again, it would, it, it would come down to, and this isn't a cop-out. I'm being serious with you. It comes down to do your people have that kind of grade on Caleb Williams? Like, just because everyone likes a QB, it doesn't mean your franchise has to. But if you have this grade on him that he is Trevor Lawrence or he is Andrew Luck or he is, you know, name that once-in-a-decade guy – if that's who he is, you pay the freight because – and I'm sorry, being in New York, it's part of it. You can't continue doing this. Your fan base is not going to tolerate it. you got to have a quarterback. You either have one or you don't. And think about this for a second, Mike. If you are the Bears, let's say you're the Bears and you end up with Carolina's number one overall pick, you're yeah. going to take Caleb Williams. There's no question about that. The Giants are still going to be really like looking for Drake May then in that case, most likely. They, the Giants could offer the same thing to the Bears for the second overall pick if the Bears end up with their own pick being number two. And if they do that, and then we look at the Bears and we look what they did with Montez Sweat, and maybe they do add Dexter Lawrence, and then they add extra draft choices. Could you imagine that draft haul for the Bears over the last two years? Oh, it's it's It would be unbelievable. No. So there's a potential for the Bears to do the right thing here and use one of those picks as trade fodder for one of these other quarterbacks. So that's like all of that is in the mix right now for all of these teams. And obviously we're not going to know until week 18 when it comes down to those final games as to who's going to end up with those top picks. But that's how valuable those first two picks are going to be for Drake May and Caleb Williams. All right, let's get to the final word. we got about 90 seconds. Final word, Eddie. 
Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti, presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's, Lowe's knows home improvement. The final word. Final word, about 90 seconds. I need your top three teams in football right now. I got the Ravens, Eagles, and Chiefs, and then I have the Jags and Bengals at uh, four and five. Easiest schedules left. Number two is the Saints. Number four is your Lions. And the hardest remaining schedule left, uh, the Bengals are number one, and the Ravens are number two, of course, because they play in the AFC North, and they're going to be seeing a lot of each other in that division. Yeah, and and look, Ravens to me, number one for me. They're amazing. Um, Two notes. The Lions thing, what Boomer's saying, look, if they get by the Chargers, guys, there might be one game left on this schedule where they won't be favored in. Now, that doesn't mean you win them all. But the Lions could be an interesting story. Look, they may not be on the Eagles level, but they may end up with a better record because when when Boomer tells you it's this schedule, my goodness, it's pretty easy. It's not bad at all. Uh, And in the AFC, listen, Bengal, I mean, that division, Boomer, Oof. might be one of the best divisions I've seen in the last decade. It's amazing. So, I mean, the Bengals are, Bengals are really backed themselves into a corner here. I mean, their schedule is ridiculous moving forward, Mike. It is. A- and they got to win every home game, and that starts this week against Houston. And we'll, f- we'll be there every step of the way. All right, thank you for listening. Tremendous job, as always. Boomer, tremendous timing. We're back <laughs> next week to do it all over again. It is kickoff with Boomer and Valenny. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.